Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy and there have been some lessons learned in the past week. My whole goal for 2020 is to move back into my body, to get out of my head so much, which is where I have spent more than a decade buried, and to really start connecting with my physical life. I figure this is the last chance I'm going to get at this, so I should probably actually show up for it. And that started with the idea of movement and physical activity, which has been an interesting transformation over the past few weeks because typically I'm the all or nothing. Like, let's get this thing done so I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. And with movement and correcting your posture... I find myself periodically throughout the day realizing, oh, hey, I'm slumped over. Let's stand up. Let's pull this together, ladies. And the way that I walk, I'm starting to pay more attention to my gait. I'm not just letting gravity drop my leg down, but instead engaging muscles and actually being mindful in the movement of my body. I notice myself sitting and realizing, oh, I don't want to be sitting anymore. I'm going to go ride my bike. I'm going to walk with the kids to the playground. So I'm seeing these little changes happening here and there throughout the day instead of like adding in one big habit. Where am I going with this? (laughs) So this has been, let's call this the alignment episode. So I have this... um, this connection happening with it too. I'll catch myself standing in the kitchen and realize, you know, I'm slumped over my bagel and the toaster waiting and I'll pull myself up and fix my feet, fix my hips, tuck my pelvis, draw my rib cage in, pull my chin and my shoulders back, you know, get rid of my little nerd neck. Yes, I said nerd neck. And I found myself feeling really good about it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm actually feeling like a more connected person because I'm actually connecting with my body periodically throughout the day. I'm not hating my body. I'm not judging my body. I'm just giving it a little movement here and there throughout the day. But I also noticed, of course, there was holiday stress involved, but that I was particularly mm, triggered by people bothered by other people's emotions. And that is something that I wanted to address early on in the year because I would like to have big changes happen in this area of my life this year. So I read a book called Buddhist Boot Camp and it's a very short book, thankfully, because I didn't want to do an entire breakdown of the Buddhist religion And it's not to be disrespectful to the religion. It's just this year I'm not living in my head. I'm living in my body. And I don't have the time to put into that right now. So this little snippet of information kind of book full of quotes and little life examples of how to live life as a Buddha was pretty much what I needed. It was a little bit like an echo chamber for myself, honestly. 
everything was kind of a, yeah, that's how I feel. Why don't other people see that way? But then there was also some humbling moments about viewing our feelings and then how we react to them and talking about our behavior and our judgment of others and how we live our life. And I realized that that is what I want, but I'm not there yet. I don't think I will ever be perfect. There's too much awkward nerd viciousness in me to be some kind of perfect. But I do have an idea in my head of where I'm going with this. So I realized much like my physical body that I am starting to notice is, oh, slumped over and I'm correcting. I'm now working to correct my emotional alignment. Was that cheesy? So instead of straightening my toes, tucking my pelvis, fixing my shoulders, I am asking myself, is it kind? Don't say it if it's not kind. Checking myself before words come out of my mouth. Learning to listen more than I speak is another one. And reconnecting to gratitude when I feel my emotions bubbling and churning. I guess it's kind of a superpower that I'm trying to harness. This having a feeling and not reacting to it. Yeah. That's right. Like somebody did something horrible and you just didn't even react. Kind of a superpower. Because... I also think that that creates that kind of happiness that I've been seeking in my life. I went from like the big house and the big life to the small house and the minimalist life in the past year. And the less I have in my life, the brighter the areas of my life that need attention are. And this is one. Having that emotional stability and balance in my life is a big one. And I never really think of myself as being an emotional person, but it's more that I like to bottle it all up until it explodes into an ugly mess. I found myself pulling away from a lot of friendships and a lot of relationships because I didn't want people to see all of that. Hmm. And now I'm also realizing that my favorite thing to do was to go into a relationship like it was my responsibility to guide someone somewhere. In the book that I previously mentioned, the author Timber Hawkeye mentions that he was spending some time in a monastery. And one of the values that they were putting into place for those visiting, was leave no trace. Meaning when you go into the kitchen and you make yourself something to eat, you clean up after yourself, you wash and dry your dishes and put them away, you leave no trace that you were there. And at one point he was in the kitchen and someone had left dishes in the sink. So he went about cleaning those dishes and one of the monks stopped him and he was a little confused, but he said, no, no, no. The monk explained, If you wash those dishes, 
You're not letting someone else have their journey. You're taking away someone else's opportunity to learn, leave no trace. If I'm honest, this is the part of the book that I then obsessed over for about three days. As a mother, I thought about my kids and I thought about who I'm raising them to be, how they live their life. I thought about what I take care of, using my air quotes right now, that maybe is taking away from their journey. What I take responsibility for that should not be my responsibility. But then I also thought about the other relationships in my life and the things that I do and say and what may be taking away from their journey. That's kind of a tough moment sometimes. Part of it is that we're supposed to be there for each other. And the other part is we're supposed to figure out why we're there for each other. Which brings me back to that you have two ears and one mouth use accordingly rule. (laughs) So I've been realizing that I sometimes think of people like, oh, I was brought into their life for this purpose, which is never correct, but I always think I know. And then vice versa. Oh, they were brought into my life for this reason. And now I'm realizing that, man, we all just are supposed to be working on ourselves. (laughs) near each other and holding each other's hands with gratitude. So my little homework assignment for you for the week is to every now and then check in on yourself and your physical alignment and on your emotional alignment as well. On a side note, I actually lived something that I've talked about on this podcast before today and I was pretty fascinated when it happened because I've talked a lot about priorities and how to set priorities and how to maintain your priorities. But the reality is I can set intentions and priorities all day. If I let myself get distracted, they fall to the side or else I would be, I don't even know where I would be in my life. So today, a little baby step in the right direction with one of my priorities being to move back into my body is to get into jujitsu more. Not just with my mouth saying jujitsu is a priority. I'm using a puppet sock mouth hand right now, but my body actually showing up for practice and signing up for competitions and becoming a part of something bigger than myself. So today I was at practice for the morning and There's about an hour gap between classes, which is a painfully long time to just hang around and then go again. But needless to say, to be fair, (laughs) I was like, okay, I can go make some phone calls. And if I get all my work stuff done from my car, I can come back in and come to the other class was kind of how I set myself up. And then it's like, ooh, there's a movie I want to see. That's at 1040. I might be able to make it, but it would be kind of short with practice. So I might have to leave practice a little bit early. (laughs) And some of the other guys started showing up for practice and I was just having conversation, chit-chatting. And all of a sudden I was like, well, if I don't go to the movie 
and I make my phone calls after practice, I can still get done all the things I need to get done and take care of all of my priorities for the day. And I will still have been here for practice. So I went and put my bag down and got onto the mat. And all of a sudden, like this little zing went through my brain. That was this moment of, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like when you actually choose your priority. Like this is how good it feels to choose yourself, to choose the thing that you said was important and you actually did it. Ooh, that's nice. This is being alive. It's all good. It's all bad. It's just is. It's not good or bad. It just is. And this is, this is being alive. Choosing priorities, being present with your choices, and doing it over and over and over again. It was just a really cool moment. And to wrap up today's Optimistically Salty podcast, being alive. Bye.